welcome everyone to the Rec Poker Podcast. I'm Chris Jones, your host for tonight, uh, 5B5 on Twitter and Threads, as well as the Poker Stars home game. Thank you to our sponsor, Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino. We couldn't do this without you because uh, we are mostly an all-volunteer organization. Uh, and some of those volunteers are joining me tonight on tonight's uh, edition of the Forum Edition. So, uh, Wrecking Crew, why don't you introduce yourselves? My name is Joe Coolis. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Cool PhD, Cool with a K, or Elvita Eleven in the home game. I'm Kim Kilroy. I'm PetVet PetVet Thirty Three on most social platforms. Thirty Fifty Six in the home game. And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman Fifty, just about everywhere. And tonight uh, we are talking about something a little different than we normally talk about in our forums edition. Usually we pick a spot or a strategy question or uh, that kind of thing. But uh, this one came to us uh, from uh, Dingo uh, and he writes about the question of burnout, which I think is something that, um, you know, poker is a game of ups and downs. It's a game of variance. And sometimes that variance is not working in your favor. And that, uh, can be quite frustrating at times. Um, so, but Dingo writes, uh, burnout after WSOP. Hello, friends. It's been a while since I've posted or even been around on the Discord. Uh, I believe I actually kind of left that after my trip to WSOP. I felt incredibly burnt out after Vegas and needed to distance myself from poker and everything I had involved myself in because of this total mental fatigue. Uh, as a reminder, it's always good to take a break and reflect upon everything. Nothing wrong with admitting you're burnt out or need a breath of fresh air. Uh, I actually encourage this more because we as players often push ourselves to carry on through these droughts. My question after this tangent is, what are some things you do to reset your sort of mental game? How do you recharge after being mentally drained? Would love to hear from others so I can hopefully adopt some ideas. Um, so. I think it's a really good question. Like, what are some ways that we can uh, sort of, you know, I think poker, especially at the recreational level, it's only worth doing if it's something that we're actually enjoying. And it's something that um, is really good to be asking ourselves a lot of the time. Like, is this something that is something I'm, I'm actually taking pleasure in because we're not doing this professionally, even if we want to win. Um, it's something that I think we also want to find some enjoyment out of. So um, we have some responses um, included. I wrote one that, you know, kind of helps me a little, but I'm curious about uh, just to hear from the panel a little about this question about um, how do you, how do you deal with burnout and, and sort of downswings and all those kinds of things. And what are some ways that you help reset your mind when you're, when you're in those States? Well, before we um, have our expert test talk, <laughs> our resident <laughs> psychology expert talk, uh, I'll just say that like in my experience, which has been about 13 years now, the Las Vegas is the easiest place to burn out. And the, whenever I've burnt out, it's been in Las Vegas because when you're at the WSOP, you just don't, you just can't stop. You can't stop the lights. You can't stop the poker. There's always poker going on. And if you're there to play poker, you want to play poker. And if you bust out of a tournament, there's another tournament. If you bust out of that one, there's another tournament. 
And before long, you're, you're just, you just realize you haven't taken any time off. The only times that I haven't been burnt out in Vegas is when I've made myself do things like go to Red Rock Canyon, go to Lake Mead, take some time, stop playing poker, like just go get away from Las Vegas, get away from the lights, get away from the smoke in the casino, get away from everything. When I go places like Ireland, it's much easier for me not to burn out Mm. because I can now take time and go and see the countryside. And I don't have to be, you know, I go to play in a tournament series, but it'll be shorter. And then I'm traveling either before or after to sort of de-stress and stuff. But it's really tough in Vegas. So, and especially if you have a downswing while you're there. Yeah, that's a great uh, point. I mean, every time I've gone to Vegas, I've planned uh, either uh, days off where I'm just, I'm not doing any of that. Or I've even planned some like mini trips in the middle of it where like one year I drove out to Palm Springs. One year I drove up to area 51 to like visit, (laughs) to check that out or whatever. Um, And so I just put those right in the middle and then it it just kind of gives you a chance to sort of like get away from that whole that whole scene, which is great. And it's, it's like what we all want to be a part of. And it's so exciting, but it also is over a long stretch of time. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. And to be honest, I've get my best results and play my best poker when I first get there. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the trip, it's like, it's not happening. Yeah. So it just should go to prove the point, you know, Rob, you want to jump in here before we ask before we ask the expert? We can all make ourselves sound silly, and then uh, Joe can tell us how we're all wrong. Yeah, no, I think um, it's almost a continual battle to um, fight burnout. Whether you're in Vegas or you're you're at home playing uh, online, um, you're preparing for your next uh, book study or your next deep dive, whatever it is. If you're not working on it or doing something towards it, you almost feel guilty. You know, like I should be doing this. But even if you don't even feel like you want to do it, you feel like you should be doing it. And so I think the thing that I do um, to get away from that is meditation. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, you put in your, when you responded to it, you talked about going to the forest or whatever. Uh, but meditation is the same type of thing. It's just kind of a, a relaxing, taking your, letting your thoughts come and go, just come and go, just continually going through and, and not focusing on any one of those thoughts to kind of, kind of calm your mind down again so that you can start fresh again. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's mainly meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I did. Because I think maybe Joe wanted to talk about this a little too, because I, I kind of responded. I think meditation is very helpful for me. I try to keep that as part of a practice, especially when I'm playing poker. I find it a really helpful thing to do all all times in my life. But like, particularly before I go play a session, I think it's just really helped to sort of ground myself. Um, and yeah, I do. I do find nature to be restorative. I do find it to be something that's completely different from my normal day-to-day life you know i don't i don't find myself in nature or or even when i do find myself there i don't find myself present in it 
Um, and when I make that intentional choice to sort of be present in those spaces, um, it it does something to me that helps clear my mind when I'm feeling uh, maybe stress or anxiety or burnout or all those kinds of things. It just is a helpful place to find myself in. Um, all right, Joe, we, let's let's unleash unleash the expertise on us and tell us how, how we're all doing all of this wrong. <laughs> Kombucha tea. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not it at all. So when I read this posting, I mean, the very first thing that, um, you know, came to my mind is, wow, we're talking about burnout for a recreational activity that none of us really do for anything except for fun. Right. And I think when I started looking at at trying to become better at the game, you have to be very careful when you start out deciding what advice you're going to follow about this, because a lot of the advice that you'll see is meant for pros and pros have to push past the boredom in order to get sufficient uh, volume in, in order to be able to make money on the edges that they have. Right. And maybe that's important for a lot of recreational players, but my guess is it's probably not that, you know, it's like, well, I want to make money when I play and I want to get better and I want to do things, but I'm not really looking to churn out, um, you know, the six big blinds per 100 that I need in order to survive. And so there's really no reason to ever, I mean, you can become burnt out about something, but recognize that that's okay. And it's okay to stop. You don't have to play every single day of every single week. And I really like what you said, Chris, about, scheduling things um, because you want to force yourself not to play. Uh, Let's be honest. Uh, You know, we like to say that this is a game of skill. Okay. But there is a, a, a fair amount of variance that comes in that makes you a rat pressing a bar, hoping that, you know, you get that dopamine rush at some point. Okay. It's a very, it's what's called a variable um, reinforcement schedule. I mean, most of you, if you've taken some psychology course have come across this, but it's this basic idea that when the, when the slot machine plays pays out is not consistent. And so you just keep pressing that bar, hoping that it comes. And because it's a variable, you can't predict it. And so you stay because you want to get that next hit of dopamine, which is this reinforcement neurotransmitter. It's what makes us feel good. Um, I can go into all the different things that it's involved with. But if you think about anything that makes you feel good, dopamine's involved. And so, you know, I, I said this a few weeks ago um, on another place, but you can insert something into the centers that kick dopamine into the reinforcement structures within your brain, those that make us want to do something more. And rats will starve themselves to death, pushing that bar rather than eat. And when you start understanding how powerful that can be, you can understand how this game can start to make us do things. That's like, why? Why on a certain Saturday do I feel like, oh, I got to go play some so I can get enough volume in? I got a job. I don't need to do this. And so if you plan for it, you won't get stuck in these vortexes of, I got to play, I got to play, I got to play, I got to play, because I got to squeeze every last minute of of time folding 7-2 off uh, at the table. So to some degree, I don't want to say it doesn't make sense, because I, you know, we can play a lot, we can get burnt out, but just recognize it's a game. It's a game for you. And if it is, you know, take the breaks. The second thing is that um, understand that your brain doesn't become fatigued in the way a muscle does. So people think about it, it's like, well, I'm using my muscle over and over again, and therefore it builds up lactic acid and I got to stop. Otherwise, bad things will happen. Well, 
if that were true, our brains would shut down and we'd be dead within hours after we were born, right? Because it needs to function all the time. It needs to be doing things. So in a lot of ways, what you're feeling is not necessarily that your brain is tired necessarily. Oftentimes, I mean, there's some of it. I mean, you can get some buildup of, of, of um, uh, partic- uh, not, uh, metabolites that can make it more difficult to think and you need to sleep. But over the long term, most of the time, that's boredom, right? And let's be honest. A lot of poker is pretty boring. Um, you're just folding hands and waiting for things. Um, one of my former coaches called it, you know, 14 hours of boredom and 30 seconds of excitement. Um, and that's what you have. Um, so recognize that by you know, meditation can work or something to distract yourself at certain times. Getting up from the damn table, miss a hand, even if it's in a tournament. I don't know. That's not the best strategy. But if you're playing poorly, get up, walk around, right? You may, you know. 80% of the time, you're not going to miss anything and get yourself interested in something else. Talk to somebody, text a little bit, something, because you you will feel more refreshed. That's what meditation really does, is it helps your brain to just kind of reset and not be bored and think about something else rather than the specific task that you're trying to do over and over again. So I think that those are two real important things that you can do at time and try to remember that a lot of the things that people say about um how to fix problems. So for instance, uh, Rob talked about meditation. Well, doing meditation, and I know Tommy Angelo was on a kick of saying, we'll learn how to meditate at the table. All of that is about trying to get you to stay at the table longer, right? To push past your getting bored and so on to stay at the table. But remember, you don't have to do that. You have chosen something else to do in your life. You can get up and leave and it's okay. And everything's fine. Um, I'm supposedly the expert here. I'm giving you permission to leave the table and and do something different. I did want to say though that um you know I really like the the uh, the forest bathing. Although for whatever reason I keep imagining Chris bathing in the forest, and that I just word, that word just makes like my cringe like cr- every cringy hair. I like like, but I I do understand that it is like a Japanese term that they've translated, and it doesn't quite. It's one of those that just doesn't quite translate. But for me, it's more about just being in nature, I guess I would mostly say. And and I think that that's fantastic. I mean, I I like going out into the woods and so on. I feel very comfortable out there. But in a lot of respects, I don't think there's anything magical about the forest. Um, I don't, you know, or the, or red rocks, right. Or the desert. I mean, it's it's like wherever people say that they're going to go and they get away from whatever it is they're doing. If you think about it in the context of, boredom or stimulation or the same sorts of tasks that we're doing by changing the environment that we're in of any sort um you can change the level of of uh i don't want to say brainwaves because i never people say brainwaves and they everybody thinks mystical brainwaves but when we're we're in a relaxed state when we're meditating when we're doing all these different things it just changes how our brains are functioning and allows us to relax most forms, when you look, for instance, at pain relief or a lot of psychological treatments that involve, um, you know, something in complementary or um, uh, uh, alternative medicines, a lot of times they're leaning fairly heavily on relaxation as a means of allowing reduction in stress, right? Reduction in cortisol, um, all the different things that were listed in there. Uh, something about acupuncture that people don't know is that you don't actually need the needles, You can do acupuncture just by tapping the skin at certain spots or having somebody hover over the spot if they just believe that they're doing something at that particular spot. And you get the same sort of response uh, that you see when you just get people to breathe. So we're probably working on the same 
uh, physiological uh, mechanism in order to do it. It's just what is most makes the person relax the most. So Chris um, likes to go into the forest. Um, well, just for the sake of argument, Kim likes to go into the desert, right? I mean, if you swap them, maybe you don't get that same level of, of, of relaxation. Um, but you go to the places that you enjoy life and your brain just feels better. And that is going to help break up that monotony, break up the work that you're doing at the poker table, allow you to feel relaxed and then come back because you're not bored anymore and you can go back at whatever tasks that you're doing. I have a quick question, Joe. Do you have any sort of resources you would recommend for a poker player who wanted to start um, teaching themselves some meditation, some simple meditation? techniques that you would Um, suggest i mean you know the truth of the matter is is that there's anything that gets you to breathe right you don't even need to necessarily um do anything complicated and that's that's the funny thing about it so if you tell a kid like i work with kids as a part of my practice and just say breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth when you're nervous you can watch them do it um i've watched my son um uh, you know, one of my proudest moments as a dad is he's out on, a, on the pitcher's mound and he just takes this big, huge breath when the other team was heckling him. And uh, he struck the kid out and I just went wild because, and everybody thought, oh, he's great because he struck the other kid out. But that wasn't it at all. He used relaxation to kind of bring himself to a point. It wasn't complicated. It was just breathing. That said, I know where you're going is that people like to have procedures and so on. Is that any kind of um, yoga class where they where they teach diaphragmatic breathing can be helpful. Uh, pacing yourself uh, is another good approach, and there's just there's just a ton of resources that will help with it. Um, maybe what I can do is when this goes up, um, I, to be honest, Kim, I didn't prepare to have this particular question asked, but maybe what I can do is post in the in the notes uh, a specific um, biblio. Uh, treatment that would be helpful to people that they can start using some breathing. I think that would be great. Thanks. Sure. It's like think- there's too much poker stuff to study. There's there's too much meditation stuff yeah. to study. So I want to zero in. I think um, one of the things that causes the burnout that was particularly something like the WSOP is the fact that it happens once a year. And as even as recreational poker players, where you're used to playing maybe a couple times a month, you go down to your local card club and you're playing. Well, now you're you've got a trip and you're you're going to Las Vegas, and the excitement of all of the poker tournaments that are happening all at the same time. You want to pack in as much of that poker experience as you possibly can, and so I know I give kudos to Chris and to Kim for finding ways of getting away from that and, you know, finding a day of relaxation. But for most of us and me included last time I was there, it was like every day I'm going, Oh, where's the next tournament? Where's the next tournament? Oh, I just busted this one. Where's another one? I can go. Yeah. You know, you're just trying to hack in as much of that poker experience as you can, because when you go home, it's going to be back to, yeah, okay, here it is. Every other, you know, a couple times a month, I'm going to hit the local card room and play a stinky $60 tournament. And it's not going to be half as exciting as what's going on right now in Las Vegas. And the other thing that that does that I find that is, um, that is hard from a mindset state is like, 
if you're somebody like me who doesn't travel all the time for poker, but you, you know, go to Vegas and go for, you know, I've done one and two week long sort of like stretches where I've gone there. There is this sense of, I, why, why does my, why does my run bad have to be now? Like, can I, can I, can I have my run bad at the $60 stinky tournament and not, and so like there, I feel like there is this sort of weight that I, that I struggled with is that like, do my aces have to be cracked in Vegas? Can they be cracked in the stinky, in the stinky $60 tournament instead? Like, and if those start to pile up on them, that can really start to, I think, increase that sense of burnout because this is like, this is my, this is my special trip to go play poker. And so it should be special and not just me busting on you know, losing 80 twenties all the time, you know? And so like that, I think can start. And if, if that starts to happen multiple times, now that start to weigh on you even more than it normally would. Um, and that can be something that you just have to sort of like come to terms with. Well, and I, I think the comparison that I would use is when people go to Disney, right? For some people, it's, it's like the trip, you know, they, they only have enough money, you know, in their budgets to bring their kids to Disney once. And for those of you that have never been to Disney, there are many, many parks within Disney. Um, and there is no feasible way to see them in a single day. And I would argue, there's unless you stay an entire week and just do a, a, a bantam death march, um, you know, you, you just can't do everything. And everybody that I hear that decides that they're going to see everything on their list, right? Every last piece, they're miserable by the time they come home. And they're like, I need a vacation now for my vacation. Well, then it's not a vacation, it's work. And I guess the question is, do you want, if you're a recreational player, right? Do you want to enjoy your time in Vegas for that once in a lifetime opportunity to go and play the series? Or do you want to hate it? So much so that by the time you're done, you're miserable, you're burnt out. And and what have you gained except for the experience of like, well, yeah, I don't want to ever do that for a living. But um <laughs> You know, but I didn't have any, I didn't have any enjoyment in doing it. And I think that that in the same way, I think it defeats the purpose for those going to Disney um, for that purpose and doing it that way. You know, you're doing the same thing at WSOP, set your goals, put in a schedule that you can play, have some time to go see some other things, right? Vegas has got a lot more to see than just poker meet some people, eat some good food and enjoy yourself while you're there, because that's, that's what this is all supposed to be about anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a really good place uh, to end this. So uh, Dingo, I hope that was helpful. Uh hope, uh, you know, you're kind of getting through this. You wrote this post a little while ago, so I hope you found some ways yourself, but hopefully this helps you even more. Uh, hope you get back on the tables and we see you back in the forums because uh, we we like uh, high quality posts like this. So thanks for uh, uh, raising this subject for us. Um, I want to thank uh, Rob, Kim, Joe uh, for helping out with this one. I want to thank uh, Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack and Casino uh for sponsoring our episodes and most of all i want to thank you the listeners we couldn't do this without you uh we're big fans so thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time